Hey, welcome to Dinner Guests. Where we talk about sex, God, and politics. Let's get started, because I'm hungry. All right. What are we having for dinner? Pizza. 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 And this is, we're dinner guests, but we're our own guests. Yes, we're our own guests. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like talking over dinner. It's a good thing. We don't bring any food. We should bring food for our podcast, then it would make more sense, no? I, I don't know, but then like, we, you would hear like the, cl- like your mouth clapping in the microphone that That's would be true. kind of annoying for some people some I, people I might like it well a lot of people that watch those uh asmr wherever it's called those videos there on youtube where they got mukbang oh mukbang and it's just basically you know 30 minutes of someone going really yeah and they're just yeah. like chowing down and we're talking on, like, millions of views it's disgusting i love it what so you're listening to someone no, you're watching eat. someone eat and you're, listening you're watching and listening you're watching and listening to someone eat and that's the whole video? That's it. They yep. don't talk. They just get the food right in front of their face. Do they at least they show just, you what they're yeah, eating? they'll yes. hold it up. They'll show you what it is, and then they eat it. Is that like that woman that we watched? I couldn't watch yeah, the video. Yeah, with the octopus. Or she, was she was eating, eating a live legs. squid. Or yeah. She was would... leaving something alive, and I just couldn't watch it because I felt so bad for the squid that she was eating. I'm a vegetarian, of course, so. But that yeah, probably that's comes into play. <laughs> probably, I would I would consider that that video to be. I think that's a record, thing. though, Nick. A vegetarian saying they're a vegetarian, and it was only like two minutes. <laughs> oh yes, oh, well, everyone has matter. to know. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Well, it is dinner because actually that is one of the things. So we get invited over to people's dinners mm-hmm. for for oh come over to our house, have dinner, chat with us. Um, you know, we're involved with politics. Plus, we just you know what you should do. You probably should introduce yourself before they invite you over. Oh, okay. My name is Nicholas Pereira. I feel like I'm at a meeting now. I know. Uh, hi, my name is Nicholas Pereira, and I don't want to talk to you about all my problems right now. My <laughs> name is Sarah Villaforte, and I would like to talk to you about all my problems right now. I don't want to hear them. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hear about them I was enough. like, we live together. I hear about them all the time. <laughs> we live together. We work together. We and do I, almost everything together. Yes, yes. I Our personal boundaries are not established really very well within our relationship. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, there's pretty much... Uh, I find once you know how someone's shit smells, it's all bets are off. It's over. Yeah, yeah. it's over. Oh, yeah. Like you, when I, I had a problem with my lung um, many years ago, but there was a time where like I could not wipe myself. And this is kind of at the beginning of our, our relationship. And I know that Nick had to wipe my bum. <laughs> oh, yes. That was love. That was love. Wow. And that's how I knew I loved him. <laughs> that's how I knew that ass was good. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I eat, I eat that booty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so anyways, <laughs> I guess that's sex, politics, and God. But, you know, that's the thing, right? People are very uncomfortable with those three subjects. We love to talk about those three subjects because they're the most fun subjects, in my opinion, to talk about. But interestingly enough, I find that when people talk to us about it, they open up about especially sex. I mean, that's our, you know, our business is all about... You know, yeah, why don't you tell us about sex, your business? 
so the listeners kind of know where you're coming from with the sex stuff. Well, I we have a business called the Semen Retention Army, and I'm the general of this army. General Semen. General Semen. Nice to meet you. <laughs> yes. General of the Semen Retention Army, and I'm a sex guru, and guru is just a fancy Indian Sanskrit word for teacher. I teach guys about sex, and you might think a lot of guys will laugh and say, I don't need anybody to teach me about sex, but actually... Uh, statistics say differently. <laughs> that, uh, I think a lot uh, of do. women will Search say that. A into please. B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, and so uh, I teach guys uh, an ancient practice uh, called semen retention, where we practice non-ejaculatory sex. We practice retaining our semen as a form of self-discipline, self-control, but also as a health practice to keep uh, our energy and our vital fluids and energy within but our body. Which will help men... Um, kick porn. That's one of my main gigs is helping men kick porn. Um, so it's like, it's a kind of a different, it's like scales of sex. So let's say there's the, the, the best sex on the planet that you can have. Right. And then there's like someone who's even transcended sex. So uh, for example, like a monk or a priest who is following a lifestyle of celibacy and they are experiencing sex on a spiritual level, like sex with God, which is an, which is a spiritual thing. And during this podcast, I don't know how deep we're going to get into episode one, but we're going to dive down these rabbit holes. And that's why we want to do this podcast. Uh, you know, we had a podcast before the Nicholas Pereira show. Oh, yeah. Um, my ego has slightly reduced since then. So now we call it dinner guests, <laughs> not just my name. <laughs> I know we used to get that a lot, like because Nick and I would do the show together, um, but you know, guests would come on and be like, well, Sarah, you're on the show too. Why is this show just called the Nicholas Pereira show? I say you split the difference. You call it the Jason Fillmore show. That way no one's insulted if your both names are not. That's true. And That's if we true. talk about any subject that becomes even too talk. controversial, Jay takes the brunt. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, rea the, the truth with the Nicholas Pereira show was we didn't know what to call the show. So we just went with the Nicholas Pereira show. And at the time, too, it was a bit strategic because I was going to run for office. And so that was a way to get my name out there right. and get some of our political perspective out there. I also didn't at the time want a huge part. That's I mean, I wanted to be uh, there on the show with you this so we can like bounce ideas off each other. But um, yeah, this it was like mainly like your your gig. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. But of course, we've grown, we've evolved, and uh, we wanted to do something more together. So anyways, back to the sex story. There's a little side tangent about our show. Of course, we had a guest that, well, Jay, you were the producer of the Nicholas Pereira show, yes. just like you're the producer of our show now. And uh, you used to come on as our show as our special guest, Alex Jones, which I know Alex Jones will be making some appearances in uh, in, in this. In, I don't know if in this episode, but episodes, definitely... But we'll yeah, definitely, uh, you know, we'll, and we will have guests, actual guests uh, also coming and joining us and uh, and chatting. This one's also, this podcast, a little more long forum discussions. You know, we just wanted to chat about some of these things that, mm -hmm. you know, being, a, it's interesting because being involved with politics, um, you know, I'm very conscious about like what we say and that type of thing. But at the same time, I don't want to be, uh, I want to be very human. And I think that's what's missing in a lot of our politics. And I think that's what's missing also when it comes to time about sex and a lot of the important things in life. It's like, we've made these subjects so taboo. So anyways, back to my scale of sex. So from a spiritual perspective, there are, there are people like Bhakti Marj Swami, 
who, uh, you know, is a Hare Krishna monk for 40 years and doesn't participate in sex. Then there's like guys like me, which practice sexual alchemy, which we have a, a regulation around our sex life. We don't uh, indulge in sex all the time, even though I would love to. <laughs> well, and what we did is uh, through different ancient practices, um, you know, the Taoist monks uh, taught a technique called sexual Kung Fu, which sounds funny, but if you actually look at the definition of Kung Fu, of what does Kung Fu mean? It means that which requires daily discipline. So real Kung Fu is not necessarily just fighting, but it's about daily discipline. So anything that you do that you're like, this is going to be a discipline in my life and I'm doing it with the intention to better myself becomes Kung Fu. Sexual Kung Fu is bringing daily discipline to your sexual life, to your sexual energy, so that you can have control over it, so that you can be learn to use it. So there's monks, then there's guys like me. Um, then there, well, so let's say on the scale, there's a monk. Then there's like let's say someone who only has sex for children, right? Mm -hmm. That's like they only will have sex for children, which we see more in like Orthodox families. That's right, very like, highly religious, uh, Orthodox, conservative, very conservative religious families is generally where you get these type of sexual lifestyles and practices. And I've studied and looked at sexual lifestyles and practices all the way from polygamy to swingers to, you know, uh, porn stars to celibate, right? Just to understand the subject as a, in, in its entirety. How, and I, and how I still deep look did you at. go with the uh, research? <laughs> well, I mean, we'll get it. That's why, you know, we will get into as as as, as you know, we reveal uh, okay. more and yes, more Nick, on tell the... Me, tell me, how deep did you go? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Do you know the average vagina length is only about two to four inches? I say only, but it's about two to four inches. Did so you know the average man doesn't care? About that? Yeah. Yeah, I can. I <laughs> Probably can. not, but I think he should. Because the more you know about the vagina, okay, a little side tangent, the mm -hmm. more you know about it, the more, first of all, fascinating it becomes, right? It's like, wow, this is an interesting piece of the woman's body. More appreciation you have for it, and the more you know the buttons and where to press and we can get into that though. So, okay, I'm, I'm talking about my know, sex scale. I, I know, I know, I know. Okay, go. go. Wait, wait, <laughs> sex, okay, go back to your okay. sex scale and not the depth of a woman's vagina. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so you got the monk, right? Who's up, uh, uh, either transcended or trying to transcend sex to be all spiritual and, you know, uh, live a life of holiness and with God. Then we've got um, then we've got like guys or, or, or families normally in very religious uh, settings who are only having sex for children. And again, you know, you could say, yeah, they're not really doing that or they are. I'm not debating whether they're actually doing it or not. But this is, you know, uh, kind of look at a scale of sex. And, you know, I, I do definitely know some and they are they're 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 they don't have sex. They don't masturbate. They don't watch porn. They don't do anything. If it's not for children, they ain't doing it. And I know couples like that. Um, and then. And then there's like people like myself, right? And us who uh, have some control over our sexual energy where we have non-ejaculatory sex. So I don't, I'm not a monk. I'm not uh, ready to give up sex life. I'm not, don't want to uh, not spend time with my partner, uh, my partner. See, I'm used to talking about this in third party ways <laughs> like, right, with Sarah uh, in, you know, I, I want to spend time with her in intimate ways. And so, but I don't want to lose my, my semen. I don't want to ejaculate all the time because 
uh, constant ejaculation actually ruins a man's vitality. Our, our sexual energy is our very basic motivation and drive. It also helps stimulate our testosterone growth. It helps nourish our cells. Our sexual energy from a biology perspective is carrying our best proteins, enzymes, and nutrients, and it has all the building blocks of life. And of course, uh, it just makes sense from a biological perspective that all of our best stuff is stored up for to give our kids, our potential kid, new life. So there's guys like me who regulate, have a tantric practice, who have learned sexual alchemy, and that's what I teach guys to do. I teach guys how to live the lifestyle that I have, which is a regulated sex life. It's a very open sex life in the sense of we're very open. We have, uh, we are very uh, talk about sex. We're very open about sex within our within our uh, relationship, and uh, but at the same time, we understand that uh, without. Uh, regulating or having some consciousness and control over this, you can then fall into the lower scales of sex life. So then you've got the guy who's like, okay, I'm in a relationship and I'm having sex, but I'm ejaculating every time I'm having sex. Then you've got the guy who's like, I'm in a relationship and I have sex only with my partner, but I also then masturbate and ejaculate. And then you've got the guy who's like, well, I have sex, I masturbate and I watch porn. Then you've got the guy who's like, I don't have sex. <laughs> I just watch porn. I just masturbate and watch porn. And then you've got the guy who's like locked in his bedroom for like three days at a time, you know, like Terry Crews. You know, he talks very openly about his yeah. porn addiction. I mean, people don't think that this is actually happening or like, oh, yeah, this is uh, like you're making this up. But this is real. Like there no, are no, guys no. out there who are like literally like like you said, locking themselves in their rooms for days, for weeks. And I mean, besides just like their porn addiction, like that's just like, it's just, it's very depressing, right? You're, you're alone. There's no human connection. There's, I don't know, man. It's just, I feel, I feel, I really do feel for these guys. Yeah. I mean, like, look, like, you know, uh, again, you know, I'm not anti-porn or anti-anything really. I do believe in free will and choice and that human beings can live however they want to live as long as it doesn't interfere with someone else wanting to live the way that they're living, right? So obviously there's conflict, there's need to settle resolutions. But when it comes to sex, uh, sex is everywhere in our society. It's in our movies, it's in our, you know, WAP, wet ass pussy is getting Grammys, right? You know, like, so we're glorifying it as a society. And, uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I don't even know if that's necessarily good or bad, but I do think it's bad that we have so much sex put out there, but very little sex education and very little discussion about it. And so what we're doing is we're ultimately leaving porn companies to become now the educators of sex. Um, porn is now widely available. The studies show that porn has great detriment to our minds, great detriment to our brains, great detriment to our physiology and our overall mental health, social anxiety, anxiety, depression, loneliness, all of this has been contributed to uh, pornography. And then there's very, very deep stuff that you can get into, like as far as the spiritual aspects of what it does to a person's consciousness, how we view. I know as a man, if I watch a lot of sex, I can't help but look at a woman as a sexual object. It's like I can't even help it because as soon as I see a woman, I'm relating it to all of the things that I was just watching. 
And so, unfortunately, what ends up happening, and it's generally unconscious. I'm not saying that, like, you know, I, I you know, I want to approach it not as like a bad, like, oh, you're a bad person for. I've watched a ton of porn, you know, that type of stuff. So it's like I'm telling you from personal experience that it's almost nearly impossible not to see a woman as a sexual object if you're watching a lot of porn and and if you're doing it consistently because that's the way that you're training your mind to relate well, to women that's the way too that you've learned about sex through pornography like uh you have to realize that this is all uh i mean it's all fake right it's all camera angles it's all uh this this comes to my point sorry i don't mean to no, interrupt you ahead, but, but this comes to my point of why i was saying did you know that a woman's vagina is anywhere from two to four inches <laughs> And the reason I said that is because one of the things that I, I couldn't believe when I started this type of work, I was like, I'm going to help guys with sex because I've learned so much about it myself. And, you know, I've, I've just been studying this uh, kind of secretly over the last few years and being like, man, there's so much knowledge here and there's so much transformational knowledge. Like if people actually understood this, this would change everything, including some of the political issues that we're seeing you know that the the imbalance between the masculine and feminine energy that's happening on the planet you know is 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 wild but anyways we'll we'll get into that maybe another time but as i was, i couldn't believe how many messages i was getting this is normally from younger guys but saying oh nakula or nick depending how you know me right uh oh nakula you you uh uh I, can you help me i i'm insecure about my penis size Oh, because they're, they're watching pornography. Porn. Yeah, and I've actually had conversations with a ton of guys. I've talked to guys every single day about this stuff, right? And I couldn't believe the amount of conversation I was having about guys who were insecure about the size of their penis. And they were continue. and all of these guys, 100% of them, all watched porn consistently mm -hmm. and were comparing themselves unconsciously or consciously. Some of them were conscious of it. Some of them didn't realize that that's what was causing their insecurity or that was the root of them feeling off. Is like you're watching, first of all, camera angles. Mm -hmm. You're watching, look, I've taken a dick pic or two, okay? You know, mm -hmm. yes, if you look hard enough, there are definitely yeah. can you pictures stop, of Can you stop sending those to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you, I, I thought you enjoyed them. I was like, look at this. Look what I can do. <laughs> Nick is like, is this normal to have a freckle there? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty open. So I'm like, I just put my leg up and be like, hey, can you take a look under here? And is that normal? Right? So, anyways, there's a, you know, there's some dick pics out me, I'm sure, out there, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, any guy knows that you can angle yourself oh, properly. Oh, 100%. Right? If you put proper angles, you know, I always go bottom up. <laughs> right to make sure that the camera angle is low so it just makes it look like 101 photography like and you know what the funny thing is because like women i'm not saying women take pictures of their dicks i'm just saying that like women do the same thing with selfies right of it's course. all like sticking their chest out arch in the back or they're sitting on like uh their bathroom counter so their ass looks bigger like it yeah, you know yeah. it's all it's all fake it's so, all staged. okay i have a question go ahead go the ahead. girls really like dick pics because a lot of guys send them but I've never heard one female say, oh, I love getting dick pics. They're all usually- Okay, hold on. I'm going to let, obviously, Sarah's- the Obviously, well, Only Sarah's female. qualified to answer this within this room right now. But I'm just going to interject my, 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 my perspective. What I think is, is what I think, right? Is that I think a woman may like a dick pic if it's in the right context or mood. Yeah, just not unsolicited, which a lot of the times it is. Oh, damn it. 
Damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I like think the he's mass, got a couple lawsuits coming his way. The mass dick picking, like we're sending dick pics everywhere. And again, this is like it's kind of it's funny, right? Like the subject is funny, but at the same time, it's really serious because this is happening in our high schools. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is happening in our middle schools. This, this is what, so when people say, "What do you do for?" Like the media blasts me during the election for breathing into my testicles, right? You know, and say, "Oh, he breathes into his testicles." Well, what I teach is meditations that get guys to connect with their sexual energy, and that means becoming aware of your testicles. Yes. So yes, there are techniques in where you draw air into the testicles so that you can connect with this energy and such a deep level. And it, and most guys are like, oh, it's, it's gay, man. I'm like, no, it's the opposite of gay. It's actually <laughs> learning about how to use your own sexual energy in such a powerful way. And and the, the funniest part about it, it just shows the ignorance of people, right? Don't read anything or, or, or you know, again, there's so many distractions, nobody knows anything. It's like, this is known by 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 like 50 cent Kanye West, Sting, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, you know, uh, Nikola Tesla, they all talked about their own either oh, yeah. celibacy if, or sex transmutation practices. Like great men of history. Eh, Mahatma Gandhi, he had papers on the potential and power of semen retention and but it's suppressed in modern day society it's actually suppressed and i believe that's purposeful right this is where you go down the conspiracy theory you know uh, kind of train but i do believe it's purposeful that there are people that that are benefiting off us being a weak we are a sexually repressed society in the illusion that we're sexually open Mm -hmm. but the tinder and and all of these apps these are symptoms of sexual repression. If you were truly sexually expressed, you would be fulfilled in your sex life and these things wouldn't be attractive to you because you'd be like, why the why would I be do why would I be doing that when I'm getting it and I'm and I'm having and I'm fulfilled in my life. These are all symptoms of unfulfillment. And that's the funniest part about me. So when the media, you know, blasted me first of all, I took it as a compliment that I was making waves <laughs> in the political realm, and so they wanted to really hit me hard. How ironic is it that like <laughs> the media out of like out of anybody would be like t- uh, putting somebody down for trying to teach men to be more sexually expressive or uh, to be more in touch with their sexuality and not sexualize women through like por- pornography. Well, like it just, it just blows my mind. It's like whatever, like they just don't like, you know, they want you to look bad. So like, it doesn't, it. it doesn't even matter that you're, tr- that you're Here's doing what they know. good for people. Yeah, that, that, pff, that does not matter at all. <laughs> they don't care about that. It's all about selling papers, drama sells. Also, they wanted to discredit me. And that's how they try to kill you in politics at first. They, they, they first try to discredit your character. And so that's why I wanted to do this podcast, uh, you know, for myself is because I wanted to talk about things so people can get to know who I am and where I'm coming from. And yes, some people will think I'm batshit crazy. Like, I get it, right? I don't care. That ship has sailed a long time ago. Yeah, I'm like, I, you know, probably like, you know, most of people think, well, this guy is a freak or whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't care what people think. That's the thing. Because when you know who you are and you've become realized in yourself, you don't care what somebody who knows 
knows nothing thinks, right? Like you're just like, it's like, you know, because you're like, well, look, you have no depth of knowledge. Tell me what books you've studied. Tell me what you've read. Tell me, give me a good debate. And then I'm open to that because I would love to learn from people. But here's what the media does. The media plays on the ignorance of the masses. They know that most people have no idea about semen retention because it's something, it's not a piece of knowledge that's widely available, but that's my goal. My goal is to bring it to the mainstream, bring this conversation to the forefront. It's an important conversation to be having, but they know that most people don't know about it. And so to discredit it, all they do is they put a couple highlights. Like what they did is they took one social media post mm -hmm. where I was talking about a meditation called testicle breathing. They highlighted that and that's what they blasted all over the news. And it was just like, okay. And a lot of people jump to conclusions because that's what people do. And the media knows that. The media knows that it's all about the headline. What I found really interesting though is because I, I, I read some of the articles, um, but if you go to the comments section, a lot of people were like, oh, well, I actually just went to his YouTube page and like watched a couple videos and um, I'm not, I actually really resonate with what he says. Or it, it, I just thought it was interesting that they were trying to put you on blast, but they actually ended up uh, what was it called the Barbra Streisand effect? <laughs> yeah, this, it's called the Streisand, the Streisand effect. effect. Yeah. So it's when, uh, generally it's, it's described around the internet. It's when a, some information is trying to be suppressed for whatever reason that it has the opposite effect because it's so like they're, because they're trying to hide it so much or because it's like so taboo in a way, it then creates curiosity. So people then go and research it to find out more about it. And then they end up learning more about it. So the same, and that's why, that's why it's so funny to me, like all of this stuff that's happening in the world right now. Like it's a little bit like, I'm really like upset with Dorothy Shepard and Blaine Higgs and you know, the, the, the New Brunswick government right now in the way that they're handling uh, the COVID-19 uh, uh, circumstances. And now they're announcing, oh, you know, businesses, even grocery stores may be able to ask for passports and such. And of course, we're unvaccinated. We're very open about that because we're standing for choice, right? You want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. You don't want to get vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. It's uh, we know now the data. Uh, we know that this mainly uh, affects people that are elderly or who have health issues. For someone like myself, if I caught COVID, I am not scared of COVID. I'm not scared of dying from COVID. If I caught it, I would do the responsible thing. I would self-isolate like you do when you have the flu. Because I do that when I get sick. I barely get sick, though. And the thing is, that's the thing. Like, you know, uh, people are like, get the vaccine, blah, blah, blah. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who's a doctor. He's vaccinated. He's for the vaccine. He said, why don't you want to get a vaccine? I said, dude, I barely take Tylenol. I can't even remember the last time I popped an Advil. I said, so I don't do pharmaceutical. I do health. I don't do health care. I do health. I said, when you do health, you don't need health care. Right. And, and, and he said, he's a doctor. He said, no, that's fair enough. He's like, that's, he's what like, right. He's like, about what he said though. It's like, he, at least he respect, he's like, he respects your, your choice not to. And he's like, not for, he's not trying to like force you or demonize you for not wanting to get it. Yeah. Um, and he, like acknowledges is that it's a per it should still be a person's choice that there is yeah yeah well what he acknowledged is that it definitely should be a person's choice and he acknowledged that it's nonsense as far as he got the vaccine he believes in in the new the the way they're doing it he says he's done the research and he feels comfortable fine great he's a medical professional he's obviously a very smart individual and I and I personally don't care. 
But what's interesting, though, is that he did fully acknowledge, he said, but no doubt there's a political agenda attached to it. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to fight against, right? It's the political agenda attached to it. You know, keeping people safe, giving people a, a, a security so that they know that they're healthy. Yeah, absolutely. That's that, I'm all for that. But there is a political agenda. The, the COVID-19 pandemic has been exploited, just like our sexuality is being exploited. And it's all about control. It's all about getting people to comply into a system. And it's an atheistic system, right? You know, they, they atheistic regimes, communist regimes, who make government the supreme, they kill church and religion. They kill God because if people believe in God, if people know, and when I say, I'm not talking about a religion. I'm talking about having an actual relationship with God. I don't believe in God. I've realized God. That's the difference. I've realized God in my life. I've seen the miracles of God. I've seen God help me help us. And that when I worship God and when I connect with God, I feel better about life. I feel safe. I feel I stay away from porn. I stay away. I stay away. You know, I have more self-control. I have more discipline. I care more about people. When I eliminate God from my life and I move away from God, I notice things I don't perform as well, right? You know, both in and outside the bedroom, right? Like God is not limited to a church or a religion. God is omniscient, omnipresent, omnipotent. God is always with you. And when the population can wake up and realize this, not believe in it, but realize the truth in this, then we'll get our country back. Then we'll get our freedoms back because then people will have faith in God and, and, and they'll do the right things because God gives us a natural inner moral compass that we begin to follow. So naturally you start to go, mm, okay, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, drinking as much. Maybe I shouldn't be smoking as much. Maybe I shouldn't be watching all this porn. Maybe I should be spending more yeah, time. It's about taking responsibility for your life. Yeah, you start to take more personal responsibility. And that's what the People's Party of Canada is. What's one of our pillars, right? We have four pillars that we operate the party on. And one of the pillars is personal responsibility. We must get back into a conversation of personal responsibility. And that's, you know, what I do with men is get them first and foremost to be responsible for their sexual energy and responsible for the way that they express it. Mm -hmm. And when you have personal responsibility, you naturally have freedom and personal power because you recognize, no, I can do something about this. I can make a change. My jurisdiction isn't outside of me, though. I can't tell you, Sarah, what to do or you, Jay, what to do, but I can tell myself what to do. And if it works, I can share it and hopefully others will be inspired by it. But then everybody has choice, right? So anyways, the media, yeah, they're a bunch of crooks anyways. They're, they're, they're a propaganda. We don't have a media, unfortunately. We don't have a real definition of a media. No, which, they become content creators. They're not journalists. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, and they're propaganda machines. I mean, worse than content creators, they're, they skew content. Well, we know. I don't call them liars. I call them spin doctors, you know? They don't lie flat out, but they frame things in a certain way. I'll give you a perfect example. Julia Wright was interviewing me from the CBC. She's the local CBC morning show. Mm -hmm. She asked me about, the last question she asked me on the interview was uh, about, oh, she said, Nicholas, you've, you've become well known because you said that you can breathe into your testicles. 
here's she doesn't just ask me the question she didn't say would you tell us or explain to us your side of that story and allow me the opportunity to share she framed the question she said you want to and it's tonality and everything she says you want to go to ottawa and form policy yet you're saying these things how can you say that you're qualified to do that you see that's not a but that's not an unbiased question that's not someone who's interested in actually knowing what i have to say that's someone who needs to paint me in a certain light and that's why i love being interviewed by them because then i can expose their game I get it. You're good at framing. It's called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Words matter. The words you use gives you your life. This is a biblical principle. And the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm -hmm. This is not just, oh, oh the, the Bible says that. Understand it. The words you use give you your perception and your perception gives you your life. So they shape a perception and then people draw their conclusion. But a self-realized soul, someone who knows that they are not the body and mind, but that their consciousness, their soul, they know that their perceptions are limited and not the absolute truth. So as much as I believe what I believe, I also know that I don't know the absolute truth about everything I'm speaking about. In fact, I know very little because anybody who knows as studies anything deeply enough will recognize how little they know about the subject and that there is infinite knowledge to, to, to be gained. And so this now changes our conversation to be much more open-minded. This is something that's completely lacking and it's lacking by design. It's lacking because the atheist communist agenda is alive and well. They want to kill God, they want to kill God consciousness and they want to control the population because you're a tax number. You're, if I control you, I make a lot of money off of you. That's how slavery works. <laughs> well, you said that they don't lie, but they kind of um, frame in a certain way. But I know that there was, uh, there was a global article about you. Mm. And I'm like, I, I think the, the, um, the, I'm like doing bunny ears right now, journalist said that he had tried to contact you multiple times, um, but you avoided him or something like that. But pretty much he said he tried to contact you multiple times for your side of the story. And I know for a fact, oh, yeah, yeah. he nobody tried to yeah. contact you. Jacques Poitras is a liar too. Jacques uh, Poitras, he's a CBC news anchor. He's a, he's a liar. I hope he listens to it. You're a liar. Because when we talked um, and you talked to me about the PPC, I said that I did not join the PPC exclusively for the vaccine issue, but that there are many issues going on. And it's the overall state of the country is what I'm, what I'm looking at is saying we are headed into a, 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 we are unconsciously being pushed into a culture where we're killing spiritual inner values, where we're, we're destroying family values. We're changing our culture, but we're not asking anybody if they, that they want that. You're doing it by programming and the general population doesn't understand this. I'm a trainer, that's why I know this. It's because of what I do for a living. The, the difference is, is people pay me to do it for them so they know I'm changing their belief system because they, they want that. That's not a violation of free will and choice. But when you do it with someone not knowing, it's a violation of free will and choice. And that is wrong. It is a break of God's law. Wait, so what made that guy a liar? 
Oh, well, in his article, he said that I, I joined the PPC exclusively for the vaccination issue. Oh, okay. Right? So he's a liar. Right? That's a lie. So, yes, I guess they do lie. They do lie. They do lie. Then I take that back. They do lie. I see. I try to give them the benefit of the doubt, right? And be like... I wouldn't give the CBC any benefit of the doubt. They've been liars for a long time. Yeah. And you even look at some of their 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 reporters like Mike Duffy. Um, what's the other one? The female that... They both became senators. Mm. And they were both really like... Uh, I think Mike Duffy was on trial for buying like two houses and a bunch of this. Bunch oh of yes, I remember that. Yeah, I was in the guys, Harper government. Yeah, right? they, yeah, they were rewarded for their for taking their side all the time. Every time they do a news story, it was always on the conservative side, so they got rewarded. So there's there's no honesty in politics anymore. No, that's that's well, there's the no thing. honesty in journalism. Like. Yeah. anymore and and politics what's what's really interesting well that too i mean like yeah. but everybody kind of knows that right yeah well what's really interesting is so you know again you know getting involved in politics you start to learn things that the general public doesn't know and it's not because that uh you know it's a big conspiracy to keep it away from you it's like anything if i'm a sports player and i go to higher levels in that sport i end up knowing more about the sport than other people so that's just a it's a natural function of anything that you you get involved with so the, the deeper we've gotten involved, we start to meet people and know people. And so I've met people both. I've met ex-liberal and ex-conservative party members. And both of them said the same things about their party. They're both corrupt. They're both top-down uh, oriented, meaning the leader of the party. So for instance, Justin Trudeau or Aaron O'Toole, they will fill, funnel money and not just the leader, but you got to understand, like when you're looking at a politician, the politician is the face or the PR wing of that party. That's what they do. They're a front person for a group of people, right? So, so, and that's all politicians, myself included, because I consult with people. I ask, right? So, so, so no politician is a singular entity. They are just the PR person. They're the good speaker or they're the likable person or they have a certain quality that they're like, you will be the front person for this message. What they do is they funnel money. Let's say there's a liberal, let's say I want to, I want to win, uh, I want to run for the liberal party. And Wayne Long has a, a strong, he's got a stronghold here in the St. John Rossi riding where we live. You know, he's well-liked. He's got a stronghold in his position here. And so, and he's a yes man to Justin Trudeau. He's a yes man to the political establishment that he's aligned with. And so because of that, if I said, I want to now run for the liberal seat and join the liberal party and put my name in, they're going to be like, we don't know this guy, Nicholas, right? Let's say that nobody knew who I was. And I wasn't political. Okay. We don't know this guy. We're not sure that he's a yes man for us. So we're going to make, we're literally going to funnel money to Wayne Long. We're going to do everything we can to make sure that Wayne Long wins that seat. We're even going to take all of the rest of our loyal party and we're going to make sure that they vote him in and everything. They ship people in. They do all kinds of things to make sure their people are who's in place. And all the political parties now run like this. They run their parties like, author uh, like an authoritarian. So if you run your party like that, how are you going to run your government? Right. You're going to run your government like how you run your party. That's why I keep telling people, look, if you, if you want to really make a difference, you have to come in on the inside. You have to become a member of the People's Party of Canada. 
sign up, become a member, get involved, then you get to shape the culture of the party. Max has done a fantastic job, in my opinion, giving us autonomy. In fact, we just had a meeting a few nights ago with our, our new national coordinator for the party, and we're getting even more autonomy in a way. We're strengthening our infrastructure and our support systems, and every candidate is gonna be stronger next time because of that. So we're getting stronger, better, and we're all being able to contribute to that. That is, that is how a party, that's because that's we're a populist party. We're the people's party. We're not a left or right wing party, right? We're, oh, these are the extreme right. Uh, we have ex-liberals, ex-NDP, ex-conservatives, people who have never voted. Here, we got about 2,000 votes here in St. John. Many of those votes were first-time voters. I cannot tell you the amount of people that have come up to me and said, mm -hmm. I've never voted in an election before. You're the, you're, the, you're the reason that we voted. Or my family voted for the first time because of the things that you're saying. I had so, some people texting me, ask, like telling me that, like they're like, I've never voted before. Where do I go? What do I need to bring? Uh, they're like, do I have to bring more than one piece of ID? They're, they, yeah. I, I was, uh, I was, it was inspiring, and uh, I would do it all over again. Oh, absolutely. I had people text me too, but they were more concerned. Uh, do you know this guy? <laughs> <laughs> do you still hang out with him? Yeah, yeah. Does he really breathe through his balls? No. I said, absolutely, we all do. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I get it, and people talk, and people love gossip, but it dies. It's old news, right? Like, it dies out fast. I'm sure in the next election, they'll find something else, or they'll bring it back up. But by time, then we'll have a stronger hold within the, the, the people's minds and hearts, because at the end of the day, the truth is the truth, and it always prevails. It's why I'm not worried. You know, while it upsets me, while I do get upset, I do get sad over what's happening. I think it's wrong. I think it's a violation of human rights. And uh, But I, I also have a lot of faith, right? I know that Canada is going through its socialist era and love affair. They've really brainwashed the younger population. The younger populations are all into this woke culture and this woke leftism, Marxism culture. They're teaching this in the schools. They're teaching this in the universities. But when life hits, you know, I was, I, my very first election at 18, I voted for the NDP. Of course, Jack Layton was the, right. was the leader. And I do admire Jack Layton. I, even if he was the leader now, I wouldn't vote NDP because I know more now, right? Now I've studied more. I've read about cultures. I've read about spirituality. I've got my own life experience to pull on as an entrepreneur and someone who want, who values freedom. I recognize people value safety over freedom, and that's why they're choosing. They're, the, the, the general population is scared right now that the media uh, has done an efficient job of, of spreading propaganda uh, they're efficient in the way that they they get out to people and then they scare people, you know, big fines, $3,000, $10,000 fines for protesting. Look what happened to Pastor Phil, you know, seven days in jail, solitary confinement, shackled at, you know, they shackled him in ankles and like, like this is a pastor. This is not a man who's coming to prison no. for violent he's not a crimes. Violent criminal. Yeah, he's not a violent criminal. He's not a you know. We know violent criminals that weren't treated like that. So you know, this was that was a message, 
Uh, it's about power. This is a power control. And ultimately, this is a, a philosophical battle. This is a battle of philosophy. This is a battle of consciousness. And that's why I got involved in the first place, because this is my realm. All right. I was like, oh, you guys want to duke it out on philosophy. All right, let's do that. Other than that, I could care less about politics, truthfully. But now. Yeah, but they do everything in their power not to have the, the philosophical debate. Yeah. So that's I think, right. uh, you know, if we do this again next time around, we'll have to rethink our strategies a bit. And Yeah, well, that's the thing, too. Like with the national coordinator and everything, we'll be more strategic. We've also learned a lot. Like I admit, I was too angry in the election. Right. You know, no, <laughs> you know, I admit, right. You know, I, I was too angry. I was too emotional because I was emotionally invested. I believe in what we were doing. I don't regret, regret anything about the election. I don't regret not one second of it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that it all went down the way it went down. And at the same time, like, you know, I, I'm a person of personal development. So I, I always think, how could I get better? How can I improve that? Mm -hmm. And once, you know, the emotions and it was all over and stuff, you know, I'd be the first person to admit, well, I was too angry. And while that did get me out there and spoke, you know, to some people, uh, you catch more, uh, you know, was honey. it? Honey. Yeah. You, you catch, catch more, more bees, bees with, with honey. honey. Yeah, you catch more bees with honey. And I am not generally an angry person. I used to be very angry, so it felt very like kind of like young 20s. I was, you know, uh, and so anyways, I let them get under my skin. You know, I let them get to me. Uh, and that, of course, came off in the debates and in the way that I showed up and such. Next time, that's not going to happen. Uh, and I'll be better. I'll be uh, more oiled, you know, uh, kind of like a you like know, literally more oiled. Like, do I have to oil oil you down before your debate? Yep. Yep, that's yeah, that's 100% what I'm talking slide about. Slide you out yeah. there onto the stage. Just slide me out there. Yep. I'll give Wayne Long a nice big hug. Just oil him up. <laughs> <laughs> that's how uh, he might like that's it. That's how problems will be re will, will be resolved yeah. in the future. Just two oily politicians duking it out in duking tub. It out. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 mean, I could go down to like, it, it, like you know, there's like kind of the old school politics, right? One on one fight to the death. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or like a duel. Yeah. Like a or a duel. Yeah, a duel. Right. Dominic Cardi said that he would pay. Uh, this is what I was told him is that he would, he, he, you know, he put out there, he's a showman, right? Um, a uh, hundred dollars for anybody who would fight him. So we were at the New Brunswick <laughs> legislation. I was giving a speech. Uh, what was it like last Wednesday or whatever? I was giving a speech at the New Brunswick legislation in front. We had a you know, few hundred people out there for a rally. And, uh, I said, cause he, Dominic Cardi and Blaine Higgs, they were all inside and I was standing outside giving my speech. And I said, look, I'll take, I won't even take the hundred. I'll take the hundred dollars. I mean, that's great. I'll take that anyways. I Gas said, but I'll do it. Home. Yeah, totally. I'll take some gas money for sure. I said, but I'll do it for free, man. I'm standing right here. Old school, two minutes, me and Dominic, you know, just, you know, he's got a long, he's taller. Like we've talked about, he's taller. Yeah, like how will we approach this fight? Yeah. He's got longer limbs. Yeah, he's taller than me, right? So he's, his reach is going to be longer. So I think I have to get in real close. close. Gingers are crazy too. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's nuts. He's got the ginger factor. Yeah, he got that crazy in his eye. Yeah, yeah, he's got the, I've never, like, I wasn't hugged enough as a kid factor or something like that. Like, he lacks empathy in his being, right? You know? Um, and, and and I would right? And, and again, he's, he's uh, I, I don't know what his spiritual beliefs are. It would be interesting to know him uh, on a personal level, truthfully. You know, I talk about you fighting him and all that stuff. But actually, truthfully, I would love to have a real conversation with him. And see if like, because I'm sure like, I'm sure he's got some 
um, uh, some, I'm sure we have some things in common. I mean, if you, if you look enough, you, I'm sure you can find, I'm trying to oh, find something, but you know what I mean? I'm sure we've very, got something. Very, he's very intelligent. Of course he is. I, I have no, no doubt about his yeah, intelligence. Yeah. That I would never, first of all, never underestimate your enemy. That's mistake number one, right? Um, that's the thing. Like, you know, we're like, oh, Trudeau's stupid and this person's no, stupid. No, no, no. These guys aren't stupid. They're extremely strategic, extremely strategic, and they're actually intelligent, but they're using their intelligence for their own benefit. They're not using their intelligence for the benefit of others. And I fundamentally believe that we are given gifts, intelligence, beauty, fame, money, power, whatever these qualities that we've been given or that we possess, they're meant to be used to help others, not to plunder our own people. Our, our politicians, our leaders right now, they're not leaders. Well, they're they're pirates. pirates. Yeah, they're pirates. They are uh, plunder. Look how much they tax us. Look how, like, uh, look here in New Brunswick. Oh my gosh, we're taxed so heavily. Well, we're poor. Well, why aren't we developing our natural resources then? Oh, it's bad for the environment. That's the environmental claim. Hold on, why do we allow Irving then to do whatever they want? But why can't we go and we have tons of resources, right? But why is it that we're suppressed here? Because we have a corporation oligarch that runs the province. Right. Higgs is a corporation. The Conservative Party of New Brunswick at the provincial level is a Irving yeah, wing. Irving. It's a wing of the Irving Corporation. Blaine Higgs is a wing of the Irving Corporation. And they're suppressing the people's ability to go create wealth because they it's beneficial for them. They run the show. They don't want competition. They don't want free markets. They just want to run the show. But we stand for more free markets. That's why I appreciate what Maxim is doing. I appreciate Maxim's conviction. And you know what? I was sold out to the party's platform. That's why we joined. Oh, yeah. We, we, read, the, yeah. we read all of parties' platforms when we were deciding, uh, you know, who to join when, yeah, when we wanted to get involved. Wasn't it between the PPC and the Pirate Party? <laughs> was that wasn't it between ppc and the pirate party oh yes kinda... there is an official if you guys don't know if On you look at yeah either way i <laughs> was totally wanting to run for the pirate party um i was like let's do this we should join Our, the what are pirate they like party. a libertarian party what's pirate their... law i don't know what pirate law is but Law-sy. all i know is he who gets uh, he who gets left behind what, what's it in, in 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 pirates of the caribbean when Johnny Depp's character, what, what's his name? What's his name? What's Jack his name? Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah, Captain Jack Sparrow goes to find whatever he's looking for, right? And they're like, well, what if he gets left behind? Oh, and then they say, stick to the code, the pirate's code. And what was the pirate's code? He who's, who he gets left behind stays behind, right? Or take everything, give nothing back. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's the Irvings for you. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is this is so the pirate party is essentially what's in power. Actually, now that I'm talking about Take it, everything give nothing back. The, if you look at the registered political parties in Canada, if you actually go, there's about 300, 400. It's not that hard to register a political party. Actually, uh, you don't. You need a few people, some signatures. You can get enough people to do it. You can start. So there's like the marijuana party. There were all about legalizing marijuana. It seems so. Have like. they disbanded now? I don't know. I'm like, I don't know if they're still like if they're still active. And mo- nine, you know, most of these parties are never a- are not active. Um, 
And then there, there is actually a pirate party of Canada, an official political can- oh, Canadian there, party. Is there a flag the like Canada. the Jolly Roger? Is, it, is there a flag like the Skull and Bones? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what their fan is. Yeah, I, what their fan I is. hope it is. I hope it is, too. Yeah. I like that flag. It's a cool yeah. flag. It is a cool flag. Um, and we, we would be like, a, we're a populist party, the People's Party of Canada, right? We're a people's party. We're not a left-wing party or right-wing party. It's more freedom, small government, less regulations versus more government control, more regulations, more uh, restrictions in imposing uh, philosophical, whether it's philosophical. Imp- See, they're not, just, they're not just imposing policies. They're imposing new philosophy. That's why I got involved. Because I'm like, hold on a sec. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, you want to do policies and stuff? I could care less, right? Do your thing. But I was like, but now you want to kill God. Mm. Now you're attacking God. Now you're attacking people's fundamental right Uh, to worship now you're attacking people's fundamental human rights to choose what goes into their body to protect themselves i believe in god i believe god created my body as he created it so i don't touch it i don't put as best as i can i don't put vaccine yeah i touch it like that yeah yeah. (laughs) yes yes, i still touch myself but but i don't ejaculate and actually i don't very much masturbate that much anymore gross yeah it's true it's you know like over time it's just like you know i mean i'd just rather have real sex (laughs) right it's like so i i but the uh the the the, i don't touch it in the way of like i don't put pharmaceuticals in the most Mm -hmm. thing i'll ever take as you know uh sarah is a neocitrine. neocitrine. Yeah. Neocitrine. If I feel like a cold is coming on and I feel like I won't even take it if I feel like I can beat it. But if I feel it like coming on and I'm like, oh, I'm losing this battle. I need a little bit of help. Neocitrine. One neocitrine at night. Go to sleep. Sweat it out. Get up in the morning. Do a little bit of me- uh, meditation, a little bit of prayer. <laughs> yoga. Say do a little meth. A little bit, <laughs> a little, little, little bit of math. math, yeah. A little bit. Have Actually, breakfast. This is so. This is where some of the practices I do get get uh, get, get funky. Is you can do self cultivation where you do masturbate, but you do it under a whole different. You don't do it to get off. You do it to give yourself energy, like to raise your energy, to raise yeah. your sexual energy, to actually raise your energy and circulate that well, energy. All kinds of things the body. are raising when you're doing that. Well, yes, yes, yes. But you can control. I can bring my erection down. Full erection. I've seen it. I've seen it. Full erection to soft. Thirty it. seconds or less. By what did you hold a time a stopwatch and you watch it? <laughs> Go sometimes I'll just be like, "Hey Nick, do you think you could do this?" And he's like, "I don't know. Let me try." Can you do cock push-ups? Uh, no, oh, well, no, fuck. But I can do a cock. That's push-up. next level. That is that next is level. But I can do like I can like I can hold a little weight, maybe like a one or two pound weight. <laughs> And, and like lift it because I have a strong pelvic floor because of the exercises we do in sexual alchemy. Oh yeah. It's right. <laughs> it's actually a technique. I when like you, it. Actually here, here's okay. You want, you guys want to know a sexual alchemy technique? Okay. When you, if, if you go, first of all, uh, when you first enter into a woman, if you don't enter fully, like don't go in for, go about two enter inches. Enter with permission, right? Permission. But what if of you're course. only two inches? Permission. You ain't got four to work with, apparently. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. It's a, it doesn't matter if you're only two inches. There's yeah. a wall there. There's a wall there, yeah. <laughs> then, so if you go in, first of all, don't go in until she's really wet, till she's really open for you to going in. Because then if not, it's like, it hurts, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I know that, right? Like, you know, so I know I'm like, I'm like, Sarah, I know it's hurting, but I, I have to put it in. <laughs> so, so make sure she's really aroused. Make sure she's in a, a hot state. Right, which is probably for most guys difficult to do because we just want to go zero to hero, yeah. right? I'm ready, let's go. 
But again, a woman needs to warm up. A woman needs to be put into the right state. And of course, a woman's job is to know how to be open to receiving that. That's the feminine aspect. Um, I don't work with women, but I've learned a lot about the feminine aspect. But I don't teach women because I obviously I'm a man. So I, I, I don't believe that I can teach something I haven't experienced myself. I think you're a better teacher if you're talking from an experiential perspective than as opposed to just, well, I read the book. But the book tells me about women is that is that um you know for them to actually also experience higher pleasure in the bedroom that they have to uh be open they have to open themselves up they have to learn to receive which means they have to get over a lot of their own kind of stuff you know things that we've chatted about and such overall when it comes to like men and women and dynamics and so anyways man enters a woman if he can squeeze his pelvic floor, right? If like a Kegel, so like you gotta hold your pee back, you squeeze, and the guy knows, I'm sure he's done the bounce, right? Where you make it mm -hmm. bounce a bit, right? That bouncing effect, right? Jay, you don't know the bouncing effect? Uh, are we talking about her ass? No, no, <laughs> your dick, man. <laughs> Thrusting? Just like no, when you're like hard a, on and you squeeze and it, and it bounces. And it bounces. You don't know that? Okay. I'm a guy, I, I, I don't even knock, so I don't know. <laughs> So, so when you go in and you squeeze like that, right, you'll have the bouncing effect, meaning your erection will get a bit harder. And so your, 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 your penis will essentially stiffen. And when it stiffens, it pushes up against her G spot. And if you can hold that long enough, now that becomes very sensitive for a man. So good chances are if he's not trained, he'll ejaculate pretty quickly so by doing that. Don't try this at home. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Don't try Unless this. Unless you want kids. I yeah. Guess. Don't try. Yeah. Don't try this. If, uh, if you're not interested in having kids and you're not like wearing some protection or have a visectomy or something, <laughs> don't try this. Uh, right. But, uh, but if you squeeze and so, so your penis will actually uh, strengthen or erect harder and it will, it will rub up then against the top of the vagina within just a few inches, which is her G spot. And if she's, if you do it too early, she won't be aroused enough. It won't really make a difference. But if you wait till she's extremely aroused and then do this, this is actually how you could potentially give her an, uh, an, an, uh, um, an orgasm without clitoris stimulation. So a penetrative orgasm, which is a which lot is, more difficult yeah, to, yeah, to yeah. actually and attain. And any woman will tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the woman, there's, there's a, again, there's a feminine aspect to the equation. Um, I teach men the men's aspect to the equation. And then, you know, I, I know about it and I've done it like, and yeah, yeah. No, just to add, that's another way that porn lies, lies to oh, men. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because most women, cannot have an orgasm just through penetration. No, there are a lot, most women in the, the, the porn, again, the porn's, it's acting. Yeah, they're yeah. like cut, you know, but like, like they're like, they're doing scenes and they're acting. It's, they're actors, right? It's not like, you know, yeah, yeah they're having sex, but it's not like even, you know, there's uh, interviews with porn stars and mm -hmm. stuff. They'll tell you they're acting. That's like, you know, it's, 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 it's a show, uh, but they're, they're exploiting. And, and my, personal beef with porn companies, just like my personal beef with the government is, you know, what you're doing is wrong. You know it, you know it, you know that what you're doing is like selling a drug. So yes, we have to help the, 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 the drug user with programs. That's why we created the semen retention army and helping guys quit porn. We're helping those that have been addicted to the drug, but we also 
have to hold the drug dealer accountable. And in this sense, we have to hold the porn companies accountable to say, hey, you know, because there's enough science now to show it, right? That what that, that, that this acts the exact same way as cocaine and it's just as addictive. In fact, it's even worse because at least cocaine's expensive, so half of us can't afford <laughs> cocaine. Porn, porn is free. Porn yep. is free. And if, remember this saying, I love this quote, if the product is free, you, you are, are the, the product. product. You're the product. They dun, want dun, you. Dun. It's it's you that they're entrapping, and they're selling you. And uh, and of course, once you get hooked, then you go to the more hardcore stuff. Then you go to the then you then you start paying. You start swiping your credit card. And, and it's all hard that to stuff. like it's hard to acknowledge that you have an addiction to let's say anything like oh I've got a food addiction or yeah. a, uh, a weed addiction but like when it comes to pornography like that's just who, well, I it's, don't, so it's so taboo it right? is. who are you gonna talk to about it you're not gonna go to your best friend and be like i'm addicted to i'm addicted to this porn this porn actress i'm addicted to this or i'm addicted to now this fetish or something like yeah. it's so uh people have such a deep-seated seated uh like shame and, and well this is the part of the sexual alchemy that's why I say we're actually a sexually repressed society mm -hmm. under the illusion that we're sexually open. And I know that for myself, right? I'm like, oh, wow, I'm like actually sexually repressed. And I didn't know it because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, look, right? But it's like, no, because because there's not a deep enough understanding of sexual expression and what that really means and how that really impacts not just your life in the bedroom, but also outside the bedroom as well. Yeah. You know? So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. <laughs> Pizza. Isn't that, what, isn't that what was for dinner tonight? Pizza? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. guys. Pizza, pizza, pizza. Obviously, we can rant and roll about this, but we've given ourselves an hour limit of, of ranting and chatting. Oh, you just go on for days. Yeah, yeah. It well, the fun. subjects are so fun, big. Though. Yeah, the subjects are so deep. So... Tune into the next episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this one. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sure there's ways to support us. Check those ways out or we'll figure out ways we'll you can support us. And bring just, them up just in take next. me into your house. Yeah. <laughs> and if anything, just feed us because yeah. we need food. Please. We won't, go, we won't be able to go to grocery stores. Yeah. And apparently we might not be able to go to grocery stores anymore. So you might, I might be begging on the streets Please, here. Uh, can I Do have it. some more? Anyways, guys, we'll see you next episode. All we'll right. continue the conversation. Bye. Dinner Guest is sponsored by Jazzy Monkey Studios and is distributed on anchor.fm and can be listened to on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else you listen to your dinner type podcasts.